Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple seconds and let our mind and our thoughts, our emotions, Just let everything pass away and just let's focus on hearing from the Lord, hearing what he has to say for each one of us. You know, it often happens that what we're discussing here may not be at all related to what the Lord wants to speak to each one of us individually, but just by having an expectation that we're going to learn from the Lord, even during this show or thinking about things we talk about, is very often enough to be able to hear from Him, from here, to hear from God in a new way. And that's really all we're looking for: is to enhance and encourage and strengthen our relationship with God. So let him just reveal himself. And Lord, we ask you to do that in whatever way you want. And we're going to follow your lead. We're going to let you do what you want to do during this time, but also, Lord, in our lives. That we have our ideas about what being a good Christian is, what we're here on this earth to do, but we only see in part. We only know in part. We only experience in part and yet we also know that because you have given us re-given us our spirit you've returned our spirit to us we are now also in your kingdom we are now also experiencing eternal life Lord we ask that you make these things real to us in whatever way you choose. We accept your healing and your freedom and your encouragement. And we just ask that, Lord, you make yourself real to us regardless of our resistance. We thank you, Lord, ahead of time for what you're doing to and through us. Thank you, Lord. So we have been talking about the relationship between our soul, our individual souls, and the supernatural realm. And how our senses function. We have a body, we have a soul. Our body has senses, our soul has senses. Now, we're all familiar with our physical senses. We use them every day. But our solical senses, it's better for us to experience them first. 
on an individual basis rather than trying to figure out, okay, I've got this solical sense. I want to learn how that works. Then we're going to let the Lord teach each one of us individually. Now, there's going to be a lot of correlation just because that's what our brain does is it connects dots. This is like that. So very often we discuss things that happen in the supernatural in terms of how they relate or what they seem like or feel like or look like in our, using our natural senses. That's There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's how we communicate. We communicate with what we have in common, what we can all relate to and understand. But we want to under recognize that we're that's a limitation. We're still in the process of creating structure and constructs and illustrations for what's going on in the supernatural. Even the whole concept of differentiating between the supernatural and the spiritual is something people struggle with, which is fine. Struggle is good. But the supernatural realm and the spiritual realm are two totally different things. There are only two beings in the spiritual realm, two kinds of beings, God and Christians, regenerated spirit beings, you and I. Then in the supernatural realm, anything with a soul. Then in the natural realm, those that only exist in that plane. Now, for instance, and when I say soul, I, what I'm talking about who that exist in the supernatural realm, we really don't understand the soul very much. We, we're beginning to learn about how a soul functions in the human experience. For our purposes, we've talked about a soul being a mind, a will, and an emo- and emotions. Now, we know that there are other beings that also have those characteristics, that have a mind, that have a will, and have emotions. But they're not human. Thinking about like angels and demons, and who knows, you know, we, we may put animals in there. They certainly have emotions and, and wills and their own mind. But we really, there's a lot of things we don't understand. So we don't want to draw conclusions when we don't have all the information. Except to say, we don't understand, but that isn't going to stop us from learning and experimenting. It's okay to try things. So let's, let's think about your dining room table. And let's call that the supernatural realm. Now take a dinner plate and put that dinner plate down on your dining room table. And we can call that dinner plate the solical realm. 
the human soul. That's the sphere. That's where the characteristics that we have come to relate to human beings, you and I, we function on that dinner plate. But in the supernatural realm, there's a lot of space out there. There's a lot of area where other categories of being function. We're in the same plane, but we don't share the same qualities. Let's say, put another dinner plate there, and we could say that's where angels exist. That's their plane. That's the, their, where their supernatural function is. Likewise, another one over on the, other, on the other side. Maybe that's where demons are or aliens or ghosts or whatever you want to put on there, animals, whatever. The point being that we have a way that we function in our soul. And we probably don't want to cross over into applying those same characteristics to other kinds of beings. In other words, I don't think angels function solically the same way humans do. But I believe they have some form of a soul because they have a mind, will, and emotions. They're not spiritual, but they're not purely natural beings. They, have, they function in the supernatural realm. I'm hoping, I hope that makes some kind of sense. Because what we want, as we begin to become more and more comfortable with the supernatural realm, we're going to encounter things and experiences and, and who knows what that we can't categorize or maybe even explain. And we want to say, okay. We want to say, Lord, what's going on here? And we want to be able to share it with others if that's what his intent is, or just learn from it, or just experience it. But we don't want to transfer our understanding of how our soul works. For instance, our emotions or our our imaginations, they don't necessarily translate to the other beings that cohabitate in the supernatural realm. They are not like us. We are not like them. Now, the more we can let them be the way they are, the more we will be able to learn and, and experience and enjoy the process of learning whatever God has each one of us on an individual basis to learn. And that's helpful to know that each one of us is on our own voyage, our own pathway, that in making our own mistakes, we're free to do that. 
Now, one of the big differentiations, hopefully, the understanding that we are not solical beings. We are spiritual beings. We are spirit. We have a soul. And we live in a body. Now, these other supernatural beings are not spiritual beings. They are supernatural beings. They are created to be supernatural beings. You and I were not created to be spirit beings. We were born spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. We are born of the spirit of God. We are like him. Spirit begets spirit. We are one with him. That is not true of the supernatural beings and the natural beings. Now, did God create everything? Absolutely. And since we're in him, we participated in that creation. Now, that participation and our being one with God puts us in a position of authority, responsibility, opportunity over both the supernatural realm and the natural realm. Okay, think about that for a minute. We know from scriptures that we're to be good stewards and have responsibility for the lives we live here on this earth. That we're not here to to destroy, but to care for and to love and to contribute and encourage to our existence and, and those that are around us. We're not here to destroy and tear down. Specifically. Now there's going to be times for tearing down. And we know that too. But our point is that being a spirit being comes with a relationship towards or with the supernatural realm and with the natural realm that no other beings have except God. So, for instance, in the realm of authority, in the natural realm, there's equal authority amongst everything in the natural. For instance, if a dog jumps out of a tree, it's probably going to break a leg. If a human being jumps out of a tree, because we have a body, we're going to hit the ground and might break a leg. Gravity is applied universally through any being that has a body, a natural body. Now, many beings that reside in the supernatural realms do not have a natural body. They have a form of supernatural body. The natural 
laws do not apply to supernatural bodies. An angel jumps out of a tree. Gravity doesn't kick in. Gravity does not apply to a supernatural body. Now, you and I, if we weren't in these bodies, we could jump out of a tree and, and gravity would not affect us. But because we are in these bodies, these bodies are under the authority of the laws of the natural realm. Likewise, in the supernatural realm, there are laws. There's a, an authority in each realm, talking about like the different dinner plates we've put out on our dining room table. There are laws in each kingdom, in each little area of authority and, and function. Now, because, now, we were originally spirit, soul, and body. And when God restored our spirit to us each as an individual, we started the process of our soul being reunited to our spirit. So we are in the process of relearning how to live as a spirit, soul, and body. But the spirit always has authority over all realms. But part of the process of our soul being reunited to our spirit is to learn how the supernatural realm works. And I would say, generally speaking, God starts with how does our soul work? How does our soul relate to itself and, and the laws that exist in the supernatural realm? And he addresses these kinds of things in scriptures like he says, casting down imaginations. That's your mind. You know, that we are to, one of the fruits of the spirit, of living in the spirit, is self-control. That's soul control that we are not to let our soul do what it wants. Your soul is, to, is learning to come specifically, to come under the control of spirit. Just as your body follows the direction, for the most part, of our soul, you know, we don't just let our body do what it wants. We think about, okay, what we need to wear to work, you know, how we drive, when to sleep, how we talk to one another. We plan for the future. We, our, our soul dictates the day-to-day life of our body. Well, likewise, our spirit wants to do the same for our soul. Now, your soul has been on its own for your entire life. And for some of us, it's still on its own and doing its own thing. 
And how God approaches each one of us is very individualized. Some of us he gets, you know, on our case right away about, okay, bringing this area of our lives under subjection. And others, he just, you know, he has other things he wants to talk to us about. That's fine. That's his prerogative. But part of the process is when there are areas that we can cooperate with God and not resist what he's doing, when we recognize that there are things that we do in our lives that he doesn't want us to do, not because they are displeasing to him or that they are keeping us from a blessing, but because they simply aren't good for us. And when we recognize that one of those things is to bring our soul under the control of our spirit, that he's going to do that, but we can resist. When he starts, you know, bringing every thought into captivity, for instance, and we say, but I like just being able to, you know, think whatever I want. I, don't, I want to believe what I still believe, or I want to spend my time how I spend my time, or I want to go by my feelings. You know, I like just being happy. Don't disturb me. You know, I like, I like just being happy-go-lucky. I don't like thinking about serious things. Whatever it is, when we find out, well, eventually you're going to have to let the spirit draw your soul into union with spirit. All those things, those aspects of your soul, will eventually come under the control of spirit. That's the way you, you started out. That's the way we are intended to live. And it is through that reunion that the eternal life that is already in your spirit flows into your soul and through and into your body. Now this is a, a process and it's complex and it's God. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to map it out or have a schedule. Okay, where are we on this? You know, we're, we're behind or, you know, we don't compare ourselves to one another. But when we recognize that what God wants is what's best for us, and there are some, some common denominators that because we all have a common soul, you know, the characteristics of all souls have similar, we can describe them similarly. Like my emotions are different than yours. My thoughts are different than yours. My actions are different than yours. What I want to do, my desires. But we all have those. We all have thoughts and emotions and desires. Those are things we have in common. So we can understand that that God wants to bring those things that we have in common that are our soul. He wants your soul to be free, to be joined to your spirit. And part of that process, again, this is not body This is not spirit. It's in between. It's supernatural. 
It's the solical realm within the supernatural realm. It's that dinner plate. He does not want you to be ignorant about how your soul functions. And he does not want us to be ignorant about how the rest of the supernatural realm functions. Not because we need to learn anything or overcome anything, but it's through the process of learning everything and overcoming everything that he sets us free, that he heals us, that he joins us to him. It's the process that counts, not the arrival, not the success. We learn who we are by going through this process. We learn how to be spirit by going through the training and the trying and the failing and the succeeding. And we learn about ourselves, and more importantly, we learn about God. We learn how much he loves us and what that means. We, we learn about his expectations of us and how they're totally different than what we thought. We learn about the meaning, what love really means. Not the emotion, not the, the, an action or an expression, but his nature. He makes us able to receive love and power, and glory, and honor, and authority. You and I, we are co-inheritors with Jesus Christ. Everything that he has inherited, we have inherited. We are joint heirs with him. Every aspect of his relationship with his father, we have that too. Well, how come we're not experiencing it? In your spirit, you are. But we don't have an awareness of our spirit because we are living so much in our soul and in our body. We are relying on our soul and our body to meet our needs, to provide reality, to to give us meaning. And God wants to bring us through the process to where where that's no longer satisfying. That what has satisfied up till now will no longer satisfy. If you are satisfied and content without God, you're not going to go after him. You're not going to let him do what he wants to do in your life. We so often say, Lord, I want all of you, or I want more. And his idea of more, again, is different than ours. In order to give us more, he has to make room. 
and he does that not by taking away, but by putting in rightful place every aspect of our soul. Because again, our soul has been working so hard to meet our needs, to fill in the gaps that should have been filled in by the Spirit. We were dead in our spirit before we were born again. And so our soul filled in all those cracks and crevices. But now God won't let our soul do that anymore. He's saying, no, my spirit, your spirit, fills in those cracks and crevices and rejoins like that mighty rushing wind, like that flowing river, floods our soul. But this is something that each one of us has to experience for ourselves. Again, our our language is limited in trying to describe what God has for us. But what he does want us to know is that it's worth it. Letting him be the God, letting him decide what we need at any given time. And just saying, Lord, I accept that the circumstances you've put me in, that the people in my life are the ones you have put there for me, for my benefit. And Lord, I don't want to let anything pass me by without getting everything I can from that circumstance, Lord. Whether it's learning to love, to give, to receive, to heal, to overcome anger, whatever. This is your life. Every circumstance in your life is an opportunity to know him more. So hope that helps. Feel free to drop me a line at Diane at the Rainers Club dot org and we are, we can have a conversation. No, this is a little different than probably what you're hearing elsewhere, but let the Lord speak his truth into your soul from your spirit. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same same time next week, more or less. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.